to Today in Sports Betting for Monday, July 11th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and you can find me, as always, on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't already, go to our website at sportsethos.com. Check out our volume or high volume of um, podcasts, articles, updates, daily information you can get for free. And you can also check out some of our packages. I'm part, part of the wagering group. You can get our wager pass for 15 bucks a month. And we have more than made you money above that uh, in the last few months. Going to get handicapping on all the major sports. Right now, it's obviously a baseball focus with some tennis. Our guy Fish, Fisher has been doing a great job on tennis with Wimbledon wrapping up. But he'll be on to the next tournament soon. And you can get some uh, Aussie rules football. We're also wrapping, wrap, ramping up our baseball and football content. And for right now, we've got a couple great podcasts. You can get our MLB Today podcast by Joe Arico on Twitter. He's at Joe Arico99. That's O R R I C O 99. Does a daily baseball, baseball fantasy and uh, daily fantasy podcast. But I think a lot of it is relevant to. Uh, wagering as well. Give some great information. He's doing a great job on that. And then on fantasy football, we have JP Sticko on Twitter. He's at uh, at JPSTICCO. He does our fantasy football today podcast, which is going about three days a week. Um, doing a great job now breaking. He's in the midst of breaking down all the teams and divisions and more of a fantasy angle, but now he's breaking down team win totals and what he likes there. Uh, so a lot of betting angles that he's starting to hit as well. So I highly recommend you check out both those guys doing a great job. And as here at Sports Ethos, we're really expanding our product lineup. And I think as the summer rolls on and we get into the fall, you're going to see some fantastic con- um, content, obviously in baseball. And then we're going to expand more into fantasy football, wagering, college, NFL, college basketball, NBA, Obviously, an NHL gets going in the fall. You're going to get all that. So lots going on. Uh, and if you want more information, just hit me up on Twitter. Again, it's at Doug underscore Reed 34, R-E-I-D 34. And happy to chat there. So today in baseball, the only sport on the go really for us. Uh, Ten games, so a medium slate. I had a real trouble uh, with this slate today. Didn't really see anything that jumped out on me. So instead, I jumped to a few props, just some interesting plays. Probably put a half unit on them instead of a full unit, but something worth looking at. There's always something to find, especially when you have 10 games. Uh, we start out early at 210 in the East, the first game of the doubleheader between the Tigers and the Royals. We get uh, for the for the Tigers, we get Michael Pineda on the hill, the righty, and we get righty Brad Keller on the bump. For KC, you can get the Tigers at plus 115 on the road. The home Royals at minus 135. Total here is eight and a half. And you can get the Royals on the run line at plus 155. Game's pretty much a stay away from me. Pineda comes in 32 and a third innings, 3.62 ERA, 1.18 whip. Keller 90 and two thirds innings, 4.37 ERA. 31 walks, way too many walks, 59 strikeouts, not really getting a lot of whiffs, and a 1.33 ERA. I was looking at potentially uh, taking Pineda's prop for the out totals at 14.5. So basically, if you can get the five innings, he hits that, but it was a, it was down to like minus 170, 180. So can't do that. I don't really like a side. I would probably, if I had to, lean to the Tigers at plus 115 in the money line. But their offense is just so inept. Uh, day game, going to be a hot day in Kansas City. But big ballpark, don't really trust either of these offenses. Don't really trust either pitcher either. So uh, stay away from me. 
The next game is in Miami, where we have another Keller on the mound for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh throws their righty Mitch Keller, and the Fish counter with their lefty Trevor Rogers. You can get Pittsburgh at plus 140 in the money line. You can get the home favorite Marlins at minus 160. Total here is seven and a half, and you can get the Marlins at minus, pardon me, at plus 130 on the run line. Seven and a half would indicate a pitcher's duel, and I think this is anything but. I think this is more of an inept offense duel, just like the Tigers Royals game before. So, if anything, I would maybe look to the over. Pittsburgh's bullpen is horrendous. Miami can't seem to figure out uh, much b- b- to bridge their starters to the end of the game either. So, I could see this game being low scoring to start, but maybe. Uh, a few runs later being scored. I'm also looking, I was looking at the um, Trevor Rogers number, some, some numbers for him, maybe to get a, uh, a strikeout prop or an outs prop. And I'm probably leaning to his outs prop. His strikeout right now, I see it is uh, over four and a half at minus 150. He hasn't been striking out a lot of guys. Well, 67 strikeouts in 72 and two thirds innings. And I think he, I think he's better than he's pitching. He has to start to regress back to the norm. His 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 year this year has been horrendous: seventy-two and two-thirds innings, five point five seven ERA. Now I think his his FIP is more like about four and a half, so maybe a run better, but still poor. One point five seven WHIP, thirty-six walks, sixty-seven strikeouts. Uh, I'm just not sure he gets enough um, volume to get those strikeouts. So instead, I'm looking at his out prop. So 15 and a half, and I can get that at plus 130. So basically, he has to go five and a third innings to hit that prop. Now, when I pull up his numbers, he has not hit that very much this season. Um, however, he's you know he's going up. They're getting. I think they're extending his pitch count a little, getting him closer to 90, mid 90s. He's gone four and two thirds, five innings, four and a third, five innings, three and two thirds, five innings in his last number of outings. So not pitching well. However, I think the key is here. Uh, when going against the Pirates. So against the Pirates, the Pirates versus left-handers, which Trevor Rogers is, have a 220 batting average, 27th out of 30 teams in baseball, have a 280 on-base percentage, the worst in baseball, and have a 378 slugging percentage, 22nd in baseball. They struggle against lefties. So I can see Keller here, um, or sorry, not Keller, Rogers surviving going through a few innings and getting to that uh what did i say over so i'm sorry i read the wrong number 15 and 15.5 so it basically has to go five and a third is plus 110 i read mitch keller's at plus 130 so plus 110 uh over DraftKings see around plus 115 so i'm pretty sure i'm going to be on that trevor rogers over 15 and a half outs uh against the pirates i see him maybe giving up a few runs but being able to last keeping the game close and getting to five and a third innings and cashing that. Next game of the night, 7-10 in the East. We have the Red Sox in Tampa for a series. You get young righty Brian Bellow on the mound for the for the Bo Sox and Josh Fleming on the mound for Tampa. Fleming, I probably going to be a starter. That's pretty much what he's done all year. You can get the Red Sox, basically a coin flip here, minus 110. You can also get the Rays at minus 110. I see Fleming on one side. I see Joss Whistler on another side. Either way, I think it's an opener. I don't think either of these guys, uh, maybe they both pitch. Maybe they open and then the next guy is a follower. Totally are seven and a half, so low scoring to be expected, which when you look at these pitchers is a little surprising, but Tampa's offense has been struggling lately. Boston comes in off a big win last night, but they were uh, a late game in New York. Now flying to Tampa is not a long flight, but traditionally, at least this year, 
those games on Sunday night have usually been followed up by uh, usually high scoring Sunday night games been followed up by both teams the next day having um, a step back in offense. So maybe that's what the market is seeing. But again, one ten on both lines, seven on both sides, seven and a half is the total. And you can get the home raise at my, uh, minus 170 in the run line at plus one, one and a half. And the Red Sox at minus one and a half, plus 150. Stay away from me. Uh, don't really, you know, Bellow is a good prospect, but he's only pitched one game. And Fleming or Whistler don't know who's starting. But regardless, it's an open situation, which the Rays usually do fairly well in. So I would lean to them in that. But I just like Boston. And, and although they've slowed down a little in the last week or so, in the last four to six weeks, they've kind of woken up and they're a much better team than they started. Next game of the night in Cleveland's, where we have an AL Central division um, series starting. Lance Lynn and the White Sox. The righty Lance Lynn against Kyle Quantrill, the righty for Cleveland. You can get the White Sox at minus 120, favorite on the road. The home guardians at an even plus 100. Total here is nine. And you can get the White Sox at plus 140 on the run line. Another prop here. I don't know which way to go in this game. I lean the White Sox. Uh, Lynn has not been pitching well since he returned. However, uh, you have to give a guy like that the benefit of the doubt. He's done it for his career. He's still, to me, kind of in preseason mode, stretching, being stretched out. Uh, and I think he will get his – I think he will find his rhythm again. He comes in with just 27 in, innings pitched, 5.33 ERA, 1.33 whip, 7 walks and 26 strikeouts. Quantrill, on the other hand, has been up and down, 88 and two-thirds innings, 3.86 ERA, 1.3 whip, 27 walks, 55 strikeouts. So not striking out a lot of guys. So I like the White Sox. I like Lynn. I would lean that way. But instead, what I, tr- I chose to do is another prop here. I'm taking Lance Lynn at six, over 16 and a half out. So he basically has to go five and two-thirds innings. And if he can get through that, if he can get through five and uh, 15 outs is five innings. So if he can get to five and two-thirds, he cashes that ticket. And I get it about minus 120. So I'm going to be on Lynn, hopefully a little longer for the game than he's been this year. Uh, he's only He hasn't gone over that, I don't think, yet. Just pulling up his numbers. I mean, he's only started a handful of games. Uh, his recent outings, though, against Minnesota, five innings, got hit pretty hard, six hits, five earned five runs. Against San Fran, six innings, uh, three hits the game before that. Against Baltimore, six and two-thirds, six innings, five earned runs. Against Toronto before that, five innings, four hits. So he's going in the five to six inning range. His pitch count in those four games, 91, 104, 109, 99. So welcome to Tony LaRusseville as the manager of the White Sox. He's their old school guy. And in a case like this, I actually like it because he's going to get, he's going to let Lynn go 100 pitches. So I'm thinking Lynn can get to uh, six innings. And if he does, he easily clears this out, this uh, total prop for his outs of 16 and a half. So the next game of the night should be uh, probably the best pitching matchup of the night. The Phillies are in St. Louis, and Phil start Aaron Nola. They're ready, and Miles Miklos goes. The ready for St. Louis is on the hill there. You can get the Phillies on the road at minus 125. The home card's plus 105. Total here is 7.5, so obviously a pitcher's still expected. You can get the Phillies on the run line at plus 135. I would lean the Phillies. I would lean Nola. I would look at maybe – I may look at the minus 125. If I can get that closer to 120, 118, I'd, I'd jump on it. But for now, I'm going to – Wait until closer to... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply game time on in this game i'm also on an over prop so just to quickly give you the pitching numbers both guys have been pitching well this year nola comes in with 111 in the third innings 3.15 era 93.93 uh, whip just 15 walks and 120 strikeouts so striking a, above a batter an inning uh, miklos comes in 106 innings 2.72 era 0.99 whip 22 walks and 83 strikeouts he's regressed a little lately uh, but still having a good year and Nola, I think, has been pitching – well, Nola has been pitching well. And the reason I'm on his outs prop – so his outs prop uh, – let me just pull it up here. Over 18.5. So he has to go six over six and a third innings to cash. And it's at minus 130. In his last few outings, uh, in his last one, two, three, four, five, six – in his last six outings, he's gone seven innings or more. Prior to that, the seventh game, he went six innings. And five of those – Four of his last six, he's gone over 100 pitches, uh, and not one game has he gone below 97 pitches. So he's he's they're let, they're stretching him out, letting him go deep in games. St. Louis is a good offense. Not uh, neither of these teams have been on fire in this series this weekend, so I am expecting a low scoring game. And he has the ability, obviously, to get some whiffs, but if he puts the ball in play, I think he should get to that prop easy. So I'm on the Aaron Nola over 18 and a half, so over six in the third innings um, at minus 130. The next game, sorry, this is the pitcher's duel of the night. This should be a this should be a good game to watch. We have the Mets in Atlanta to face the Braves. You have Max Scherzer on the hill, the righty for the Mets in the second game back from his injury, and Max Fried, the lefty, on the bump for the Bravos. Scherzer and the Mets are the underdog here, plus one ten. Fried and the Braves minus one thirty at home total here seven and a half. And you can get the home Braves on the run line at plus 165. Uh, I don't really have a play in this game. I like I like Scherzer. I like the Mets. Plus 110 is a decent price, but I believe Marte and McNeil are out for the Mets. Not 100% on that, but when I checked earlier, I think they're out of the lineup. And Max Fried has been pitching very well. When you look at these guys' numbers, Scherzer... 55 and two-thirds innings, 2.26 ERA, 0.88 whip, 11 walks, 70 strikeouts. So typical Max Scherzer. 
And Freed, 107 out of third innings, 2.52 ERA, 1.02 whips, 17 walks, and 100 strikeouts. Both of them doing really well. Should be a pitcher's duel. The 7.5 is enticing. The first five I see under, you can get under 3.5 at minus 120. Might be some value on that. Uh, I might look to that. I like the 7.5. I just think Scherzer does give up home runs. If you listen to my show before, he does give up home runs. I mean, he... What he doesn't do is allow a lot of base runners. So those home runs tend not to be two or three run home runs. Um, but if the Braves and their bats can get into one or two, uh, I think I think the Mets can get a couple couple against Freed as well. And then all of a sudden we're getting closer to that number seven and a half. So may look at that. I see seven and a half over plus one hundred under minus one twenty. Might look to the first five number, but nothing official yet. The next game is kind of the anti pitchers duel. We've got Oakland in Texas to face the Rangers. Oakland throws Adrian Martinez, their righty, and Spencer Howard, the righty for Texas, on the other side of the hill. Now, Martinez only pitched 15 innings, even 6.00, even 1.40 whip. Howard just 10 and two-thirds. Uh, ERA just under 11 and a whip of just under 1.9. So the play for me on this game, I think I'm going to go – the first five over four and a half. I see it at minus 120. So the line, sorry, let me back up quickly. The lines, you can get the Oakland A's at plus 155 in the money line. You can get the Rangers minus 175. So big favorites for the Rangers, which I don't understand with Spencer Howard. I mean, this is clearly markets realizing Oakland struggles offensively. Uh, but to be minus 175, Spencer Howard on the, on the line, on the hill. Uh, is a little surprising for me. Total here is eight and a half, which makes sense. And you can get the home Rangers on the run line at plus 110. The play for me here is the first five over four and a half. I see it around minus 120. And I'm going to be on that. I Even though Oakland's offense is weak, Spencer Howard is struggling. He gives up a lot of hits, gives up a lot of runners. I mean, his ERAs, sorry, his whips, 1.88. I know small sample size, but that's been the story of his major league career. Although brief, he gives up a lot. A lot of uh, contact and a lot of base runners. I'm also looking at maybe Corey Seager over one and a half total bases. I see it at minus 120. He's been hitting very well. He's got a home run, I think, in four of his last five games. He's got two hits in three straight games. And their offense is clicking a little. So against Martinez, I could see him getting, you know, if he gets a, if he gets a double or a home run, he, he cashes that easy. Or two singles, he cashes that. Uh, or two hits, he cashes that. So considering that prop, but definitely going to be on the first five for the game over four and a half at minus 120. Next game of the night, third last game. We will get to in a second, but quickly going to take a break. And we'll come back and wrap things up in a second. All right. The second game of the doubleheader between Detroit and KC goes at 8-10 in the East. And I have Alex Fado on the hill, the righty for Detroit, and Daniel Lynch, the lefty for Kansas City. Right now, I see lines of Tigers at plus 115. The home Royals at minus 135. Total here is nine. And you can get the Royals at plus 145 on the run line. I would actually look to Fiedo and the Tigers here, catching the plus money. Fiedo comes in 52 innings, 5.02 ERA, 1.54 whip, 21 walks, 42 strikeouts. So not good numbers. Lynch's are even worse. 63 and two-thirds innings, 4.95 ERA, the identical 1.54 whip. But 30 walks and 65 strikeouts. So he's striking out over a batter an inning, but he's walking almost a, uh, half a batter an inning. Uh, just giving up too much contact. Good prospect. I think he's going to be in the rotation for a few years. 
uh, but struggling out of the gate. I think this line represents, again, Detroit's inept offense. Um, the fact that Kansas City is favored by at minus 135. The total over nine, I'm not really going to be on that because you never know if the first game of the doubleheader who the lineup is. I'd have to wait and see where they sit. But if anything, I would lean towards the Tigers at plus 115. Next game of the night, we go out west for the Padres, and they're in Colorado to face the Rockies. San Diego sends lefty Sean Manea to the hill, and Colorado sends Jose Urena, their righty, uh, to the hill. You can get the Padres on the money line at minus 150, home Rockies at plus 130, and you can also get the Padres on the run line at an even plus 100. Total here is 12. Go figure. We're in Colorado. Uh, the angle on this game, though, I'm going to actually take Colorado – First five team total over two and a half. I got it. I'm probably only going to put about half a unit on that, but I got it at minus 135 at DK at DraftKings. Uh, and the reason being is I think everybody knows Colorado hits better at home, but against lefties, just in general against lefties, Colorado has two, Colorado's hitting 286, second best team in Major League Baseball. Uh, on base percentage, 346, the best team in baseball against lefties. Slugging percentage, 443, the fifth best team in baseball against lefties. Then at home, against any handed pitching, Colorado hits 280, the best offense, the best average in baseball. On-base percentage, 346, the best in baseball. And their slugging is 456, second best at home, I think behind only the Jays. So they hit well at home. They hit great against lefties. Now, they will be missing Chris Bryant, who I believe is on paternity leave. And C.J. Crone sat out yesterday after getting hit in the wrist in the game on Saturday. So he is TBD. Uh, so that definitely puts a dent in their offense. I mean, Brian hasn't been there all year, but he's hit well uh, in the last few games since he's been back. And Crone is a monster at home. However, I just think the way Manea has been pitching lately, um, he's I think he's a very good pitcher, but he's been struggling lately. And Colorado hits great at home. So pull up Manea's numbers uh, on the season, 88 in the third innings, 4.1 ADRA, 1.23 whip, 35 walks, 92 strikeouts. Um, but more recently, when I dig down a little deeper into Manea's games, he gained Seattle last time out, three and a third, eight hits, four earned runs, four walks, three strikeouts. Before that, at Arizona, six innings, three hits, three earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts. Uh, game before that, also against Arizona, but at home, six innings, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. At the Cubbies, four innings, eight hits. Five earned rounds, a walk, and three strikeouts. So not terrible numbers, but not great numbers. So he's not pitching like he had been earlier in the year. He's going against an offense that is great at home and is great against lefties. So will Colorado win? I don't know. Plus 130, maybe some value. Uh, the total of 12, that's a little too high even in course for me to touch. Uh, but I do like their first five team total over two and a half. I like to get them, like them to get to him for a few runs early. Last game of the night is in San Francisco, where we had the D-backs in town from Arizona. Merrick Kelly, they're ready on the hill versus Alex Cobb, the ready for San Fran. You can get the D-backs at plus 135 in a money line. You can get the home Giants at minus 155. Total here is 7.5. You can get the home Giants at plus 130 on the run line. Uh, 7.5 is a little low for me, I would think, because neither of these pitchers have been pitching all that great. Merrick Kelly seems to have righted the ship a little. But in thir- uh, 97 and a third innings this year, 3.42 ERA, 34 walks, 80 strikeouts, 1.23 whip. Alex Cobb's been very inconsistent this year. 57 innings, 4.74 ERA, 1.37 whip, 16 walks, and 59 strikeouts. So just giving up a little – he's just giving up a little too much uh, contact, too many base runners. 
And Kelly, as I said, has been fairly consistent. Though both these offenses, especially the Giants, really slowed down lately. Hence the minus, hence the seven and a half on the total. I'm not on either side here. Uh, I don't really like backing Kelly and Cobb. I think he's a good pitcher. If anything, I would maybe back them at minus 155. That's just too much. And even uh, plus 130. I don't really want to back the Giants on a run line at home. So stay away from me. So, but medium game slate today. 10 games. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown. Some props in there, some totals, some first fives, and definitely lots of things to be played and hopefully some money to be made. Uh, before I go, though, do want to remind you uh, about our partners at Manscaped. If you haven't already, check out manscaped.com for up to 20% off your order and free shipping. When you check out, use the, the code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20. And like I said, you can get 20% off um, your order and free shipping. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any comments, thoughts, uh, questions, or you want to get in touch with some of our other guys uh, in the wagering group, find out more about sports ethos, hit me up on Twitter. It's Doug underscore read three, four. Always happy to chat, answer any questions and help you out. So enjoy the night. Enjoy the diamond and let's make some money.